Hey, I'm Will. And I'm Kat. If you love 1980s pop culture, you'll love 1980s now. Each week we discuss our favorite 1980s media. Like movies, TV shows, music. Yeah, we chat with our favorite 1980s celebrities. Like affirmations with Dee Wallace. And other times, uh, Alex Winter tells us what Bill and Ted's phone booth smells like. But it's always fun. You don't have to miss the 1980s. You can have your 1980s now. Gavin, come on. Very, very frightening me. Hello. Hello. Galileo Figaro. Submitted for your approval. Gentlemen, let's broaden our minds. Who has a mixtape? We Who needs a mixtape? You Who makes a mixtape? We Who needs a mixtape? You Hello everyone and welcome to another fun-filled and exciting edition of the Mixtape Podcast. I am Jason Emmett. I'm Casey Masterpiece. And I'm Twisted Kid Matt. And everybody was unmuted this week. Congratulations. I saw it come unmuted on Kevin's (laughs) end. I was like, he did it. I did it, guys. (laughs) When you, when, when, uh, do you guys like sing and dance to the music? When it's yes, let me too. Do you clap at the clap part? You like yes, me too. I can't. I just practice with my fly whistle. (laughs) (laughs) I kind of like that. I hope that Kevin is over there. Like (laughs) he gets all pumped up, puts on like a satin jacket, (laughs) looks into a mirror with some sunglasses on. He's like, "You can do this, Kevin." (laughs) Yeah, nailed it. (laughs) Nailed it. Tonight's the night. It's good to be back. It's good to be back with you guys. We really need to get him a mixtape, like, satin jacket. <laughs> I, hold on. <laughs> I want him to do, um, you remember how, like, in the 90s they had, like, all the uh, the alto sax players? They had, like, like they would do whole albums. We oh, need, yeah, yeah. We need one of. Yeah, slight visual renditions <laughs> of top 40 hits. <laughs> Wait, you see Kevin it's in just a. like a fog machine with Kevin just, like. <laughs> Playing careless whisper with with a long with a long feathered mullet and a white button up shirt that's buttoned yeah. halfway down. And he's like, <laughs> I'll still be in there. <laughs> <laughs> he does Tim Capello from The Lost Boy. He's <laughs> 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 like, oh god, we Nailed should. That's, that's like he's in the room. <laughs> so Matt, I think we need to have a segment on the show. Just once a week, that we have Kevin play a song or part of a song in a side whistle, and if people can guess it, they win like a small prize. <laughs> well, and the only if, only if they can get That's it. That's a good segment. <laughs> only if they can get it. We don't give it any other way. We'll, uh, yeah. You get you get a mixtape business card. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hey, they're pretty cool. They're pretty cool, actually. So you can contact us. It is really cool to be back and chat with all you guys, uh, all you just wonderful, wonderful people out there. Actually, it's been really cool, all the social media stuff and all the interaction. We've been getting a lot of interaction on social media lately, which I love. 
So keep it up. Because I'm conceited and I love um, people talking to me and shit. So that's what it's really all about. Uh, but let's go ahead and get that social media shit out of the way real quick like we like we do so we can get on with the show proper. First, we have a website. That website is themixtapepod.com. Go there and get all the stuffs you need for the show, including our sweet, crack. sweet, sweet swag. And yes, yes, the wonderful pastry crack. Uh, you can see what you can direct links to interviews we've had on the show. Uh, you can see upcoming interviews and we just, we just landed another really cool interview. So I'm pretty excited about that. And if you want to know what it is, go to the website. It's the only way to do it. It's the only way to do it. Uh, we're on Twitter. We're mix underscore tape underscore pod. We're on Instagram. Uh, just mix. Is it, what is it? Just mixtape podcast on Instagram. It's mix underscore tape underscore pod. So the same as Twitter. Oh no! Sorry, it's the mixtape podcast. <laughs> I'm looking at the card, and I and I'm the one that runs it. So okay. yeah, uh, mixtape yeah. podcast over there. We are on TikTok. Um, we have the tapeworms fans of the mixtape podcast page over on Facebook. Uh, so go over and check all that stuff out. And we're in the process of developing a YouTube channel. Our boy Matt yeah. over here has been working on that, trying to get that all set up. And once we have a little bit of inf- more information about that, we'll we'll shout that out here on the show and. Let you guys know what's going to be going on over there. We have some really cool shit in the works for that as well. And some guests that we're going to be doing some Twisted Kid stuff and and some videos going up once we get that set up. There's, you know, like anything, we we run into our our, uh, technical glitches, things we're trying to learn, trying to figure out. So we'll get there. Yeah. We're 40-year-olds learning new technology. God, I wish I was a (laughs) 40-year-old. Right. Well, basing that is the lone forty-year-old on the show, I guess. Uh, yeah, the the baby of the group. You are I the baby say. of the group. Damn you yeah. and your age. Damn yeah. you. I'm the little whippersnapper. Little whippersnapper podcast. You can and should email us. It's your mixtape podcast at gmail dot com, and we have a phone number you can call and leave a voicemail, which we will gladly play on the show. Matt, what is that number? Well, I'm glad you asked, Jay. It is 513-437-2377. Again, that is 513-HERAD77, where you can call and you can tell us your deepest, darkest thoughts. And we promise not to clip them and use them as sounders on the show. Or as evidence for murder trial. That was Matt who made that promise. I am not making that promise. I won't clip it. (laughs) I probably will. (laughs) Matt sent me a a package in the mail and told me I had to wait. And I've been dying. I was not allowed. I want to get your your reaction to this. I was not allowed allowed to open this. Dude, if there's a head in this, well, one, it's a small head. And it must be Stewie's. And no, that's a big head. But I've been dying all day because you told me you sent me something. I have no idea what I'm yeah. I'm opening up. Uh, it's funny though. I was telling you I got I I get a message from my wife. By the way, I'm trying to open it right now. This thing is like industrial. <laughs> um, Wait, hold it closer to the mic. The ASMR freaks are really excited about it. Tickle your brain, guys. I can't talk for a second. Oh, yeah, that's good. Because I'm gonna, oh, I'm gonna do yeah. that. I'm gonna do that thing your parents told you not to you do and use my teeth. So, I get a message from my wife today with a, a photo, and she's like, "Um, do you know who this is, or did just do you just have some random crazy podcast listener that has our address?" <laughs> and I was like, "No, no, it's from Matt. It's cool." But uh, that's because there was a different name on the front of it. All right. Yeah. 
So there's a lot of bubble wrap. We're gonna open this bubble wrap. It's like I haven't seen this in person myself. It's like so Christmas. I've only seen a picture of it. What the? F what the fuck is this? <laughs> it's a Nintendo game, but it's Night Court. <laughs> Wait a minute, Night Court the the game? Yes. <laughs> this fucking well, great, how does man. This work. <laughs> that is fucking You're great. Welcome. That is wonderful. Well, to the degree, okay. So I'm gonna take pictures, and we will post this on social media. Well, now you gotta play it. I mean, find a. a, a NES, I don't NES think it's a real night court. I don't think it's a real game. I think it's just the the uh, label on a refurbished. Yeah, it's really Nintendo cool, game. man. But it would be even cooler is if it's an actual game. That'd be great. Yeah, you get. The, yeah, yeah, I saw that, and I was like, "There's only one person who needs this." You're and it's it's Jay. You're Dan so. Fielding trying to get laid. That's pretty much the whole game. Yeah. <laughs> Harry stops you every once in a while. Bull is like a boss. <laughs> That's pretty great, man. Thank you. That's wonderful. Yeah. Yeah, no. yeah, I found that on Etsy and I was like, I, I got to get this. this oh, well, you should give some some oh. some shout out. There's well. also a Spaceballs the video game, by Spaceballs, the way. Spaceballs the video game. You you need to give a shout out to, uh, if you yeah. have it, the person who. Uh, yeah, I actually got it pulled up right now. Um, oh, there's also Dirty Dancing, the NES game. That's really cool. Bloodsport for no, Super no, Nintendo. For, I'm going to say this right now. I had no idea this was coming. He's going to give a shout out, and I do recommend everybody go check it out, because if you know someone that's a fan of the 80s and certain things, like for me, Night Court, like you said, Dirty Dancing, this is a this is an awesome fucking gift to have on your shelf. Like, seriously, this is that really, is really freaking cool. Nice. Yeah, I yeah. sent these guys pictures, and we're going to post the pictures of, of this on... Uh, you might need to get that signed. We will do this on... Uh, <laughs> We'll do this on Twitter. We'll send this. We'll, we'll send this out on the Facebook, Twitter, and uh, Instagram. We'll, we'll put pictures of this up so you guys do not. Yeah. Oh my God! The back of this. You ready? Caution. Yeah. Do not approach the sex-obsessed narcissistic prosecutor. Do not besmirch Mel Torme. Fifty dollars and time served. Nintendo. I swear to God, <laughs> that is the best fucking thing. Yeah. <laughs> I've ever fucking seen in my life. That is wonderful. Yeah, that's, I'm glad you like it. That's because I had a, a Blazing Saddles Nintendo 64 game that you can get. That's fantastic. Yeah. So, um, where can people find this? Uh, who? What's the name of the Etsy shop? Uh, this is an Etsy shop called Faux Show Toys. Nice. It's F A U X S H O W T O W or sorry T O Y S or uh, Faux Show Collectibles. Nice, and uh, I'll, I'll put a link on the on the link tree. If anybody yeah, wants to check and it send out. me the thing. I'll put it in the show notes as well because yeah. that's that's pretty wonderful. Uh, that I'll send is you that right now. That is awesome, man. Thank you. That's yeah. seriously that's going straight up on one of my shelves. That is fantastic. So <laughs> that is love awesome. It. Love it. Thank you, Matt. Cool. I take back every mean You're thing I said about you <laughs> yesterday. Yeah, <laughs> not not always. Just yes. Not not ten minutes before the show, before we started recording. <laughs> no, and you're like, no. Why are you so upset? And I'm like, I'm not. Just ad blocker's not set up yet. Well, that wasn't so me playing in my headphones. I'm getting sensory overload. How right does that now. make me an ass? I was asking if you were okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, you didn't. You didn't. You didn't seem um, like an ass. Uh, but I, every mean thing I said about you today, I mean it. So, so <laughs> I actually, oh. I actually wanted to take a few minutes uh, to mention a few names here on the show because we lost a couple people this last week and. I wanted to give a shout out. Uh, they're, they're kind of big names yeah. to some of us, but one of them was a really big name to me. Uh, the first one is Tony Dow. Yeah, if you don't know who he is, he played Wally on Leave It to Beaver. Uh, he was seventy-seven he years twice. old. Yeah, so yeah, apparently they he was in uh, hospice and they announced he died when he hadn't died yet. And then they retracted it and then he died. 
So um, well, I was trying to get that life insurance. Now I know we're getting attacked for this by Matt, but we we've never mentioned Tony Dow on the show. We Oddly enough, <laughs> uh, Kevin and I mentioned yeah, him, him two days before uh, it got brought up. We we somehow we got onto a discussion about I don't remember how Leave It to Beaver got brought up, but it did, and uh, thought that was really bizarre. So. Uh, apparently, yeah, we're had... also talking about Barbara Billingsley, but you know, yeah, oh, sure. hopefully she's you know still and going Jerry on Mathers as the Beaver. Um, <laughs> I never realized what that <laughs> sounded like before, but you know. Um, so anyway, yeah, if you guys, like... some of you out there, a lot of our listeners uh, have seen Leave It to Beaver. It's an old uh, black and white show, but they actually did uh, the new Leave It to Beaver in the eighties, which was yeah. Uh, yeah so, um, Paul Servino passed away good fellows uh law and order he was 83 years old uh if you don't know him by the name go look at the face i guarantee you'll know who paul servino is that was kind of a bummer but the one that hurt jay the most the one that really uh stuck it to me was david warner uh david warner passed away um yeah he was in titanic sure Uh, he was in the omen you know whatever uh but the ones that really got me were time bandits and most importantly he played sark in tron and for those of you who know me well enough, you know I'm a huge Tron fan. Um, love Tron. It's one of my all-time favorites. And uh, I am lucky enough that I actually have David Warner's autograph on one of my Funko Pop. Um, he passed away. He was 80 years old. Um, just wasn't enough time. But here's the thing. I was, I'd was i been trying to get him on the show. And uh, I'd made a couple outreaches and... It's just kind of a bummer. Uh, I wish we'd have been able to speak to him before he passed away. He was an awesome actor. Uh, he played uh, Dark, not Darkness, um, Evil. Was it just Evil in Time Bandits? Was it, They just called him Evil? No, it wasn't. Something like that. I and, unfortunately cannot answer that question. Oh, you've never seen Time, seen Time Bandits? Ooh, exciting. We get to watch Time Bandits. Yeah, That's pretty it's great. On the, it's on the Twisted Kid list. Yeah, I'm sure it is. If it's not, yeah. it's going to be. Time Bandits I great. would 100% side note. You've seen The Omen. to rewatch. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, he's in The Omen. My cat's named after The Omen. That's right, Damien, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you would 100% um, like to watch? The Adventures of Baron Munchausen. Oh, Again. I love The Adventures uh, of Baron Munchausen. Love yeah, that movie. They, those I two bought it on Blu-ray because two, we watched it on Twisted Kid Radio. In so. a very, well, in a very obvious way, those two movies go hand in hand. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, they're great watches together. So I, I agree. Uh, guess what else, Matt? Guess what else came? What's up? Bubble wrap? <laughs> yeah. Some more ASMR. This is bubble wrap. <laughs> gonna, gonna tickle your cerebellum with um, the bubble wrap popping. But yeah. <laughs> so what isn't a hard pill to swallow, though, is uh, the music we're going to be hearing tonight. We're going to be listening to tonight. Oh, yeah. Uh, we did a one-hit wonders of the 80s, and tonight we're going to be doing our first episode of the one-hit wonders of the 90s. Here's the cool thing about this. So I started putting together a couple different lists. Um we will have plenty to do in the future, more one-hit wonders in the 90s. I think it might be cool. Matt and I were kind of chatting about this. So I might have, like, each of you guys at some point put together a, a list. It's not all yeah. of us, but, like, Matt does. He gives me a list of the, his one-hit wonders of the 90s. Here's the cool thing. Every song that is on this list tonight, I'm, I'm just going to be straight. I like them all. There is not yeah. one song on this list that I just hate. Uh, there are some I dislike more than others, but... I like them all. And that's one of the weird things I noticed about when putting these lists together. And there were a lot that got left off here for time's sake. But I was like, man, I could have just kept going. And with songs that I really dug from the 90s. So there was a bit of an argument in my house. A song that is not on this list, but uh, will probably be on a future list, is Mbop by Hanson and 
my wife is a uh, huge Hanson fan, right? She loves Hanson. I I would argue that they're not a one hit wonder. Except that they are. And this is what she would argue too. They are, but they aren't. <laughs> so what constitutes a hit? Well, to to the Billboard and stuff like that, it has to be a song that hits within the top fifty on one of their charts. And Hanson only had one song that did that. They've had this is important uh, because there's a, a lot of discussion that can go on about some of this. What makes a one hit wonder? What doesn't? So she makes the same argument that you're probably going to make about Hanson. So yeah. it's a little, it's you know, it's a little up there. But just understand that I don't think there's going to be a lot of argument about the songs tonight that are that make the list. But understand that when we're talking about hits, we're talking about songs that hit within the top fifty of one of the Billboard charts, and that's what constituted constitutes a one hit. This is a really cool list, though, tonight, and I'm kind of I'm curious to get your guys' thoughts on, on the songs on them and what you guys, like, how you feel about some of the different songs and which ones you like and which ones you don't. Matt, I think you've read the list. I think I sent both of you guys over the list, right? You guys have actually seen the list, right? Yeah. I think yeah. So. Okay. Well, it's not as exciting. I can't just surprise you, but I am still curious to, to hear what your guys' thoughts are on each song on the list tonight. Uh, like I said, I started off with a much bigger list. Whittled it down a little bit. Some of those songs will probably go on a future list. You guys seem to really dig the uh, the one hit wonders of the '80s episode we did. Uh, so I thought we thought this one would be really cool. I have a question for you guys. What's Think, that? Do you notice, like, as you get older, do you find you go back to music from your youth and appreciate it more now? Even songs or bands, oh, you hell more? yes, yes, even hell stuff, yes, even stuff you might not have liked back then, you actually like now. Do you find yeah. that? Oh, yeah, yeah. I have a, a very specific song. Is it on this <laughs> list or is it just a song no, in general? It's not. Uh, it, what, it's one song? that, honestly, pretty much anything by Oasis. But uh, Oh, yeah. Well, Kevin and I like, love Mostly like big Wonderwall, Wall, which got kind of like burned out on. But uh, yeah, I was. Uh, Did you hit a Wonderwall? <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> no, um, I was not nice one, the. Kev. This will be the short version of the story. I know you guys love my long tangents, <laughs> but uh, I was not the most hygienic person in high school. Uh, and I had like stringy, greasy hair that was almost in a bowl cut. It just, I just didn't care. You know, hey, depression as a teenager is real fun. It, uh, you know, makes you not shower a lot. And uh, you start to resemble the Gallagher brothers. <laughs> And people will start calling you, hey, Oasis, why don't you take a shower? And Wait, you know. the Oasis Gallagher's are Gallagher the, <laughs> the twins. <laughs> well, He's like, yeah, we just he come, has a brother too, you know? we just come yeah. into school and like throw watermelons on the ground. Gallagher, shit. too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everybody put on your rain ponchos. Right. <laughs> We're about to bust some watermelons in the cafeteria. So what Everybody you're saying, class though, has a tarp. Right. Yeah. <laughs> he just walks so in basically and I was, a tarp. <laughs> so basically I was tormented in high school by people comparing me to Oasis and that made me absolutely hate them in high school. I hate, I hate Oasis now that I'm like older. I'm like, you know, their music is not too bad. It yeah, sucks that I looked like them at the time. But, they were, they're actually, uh, really which by the way, the picture I posted in the fan page a while back, that was during yeah, my, I saw that picture. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that was during the Oasis time period. Oasis is actually a really, really good band. Unfortunately, no, yeah, they are. He just hit each other. He was a and and he was pretty full of himself. Noel Gallagher was pretty full of himself. But other than that, I mean, so Kevin and I were actually big fans of Oasis. We both liked them a lot. So 
it's kind of cool. Uh, for me, it's it's <laughs> boy bands and shit that I made fun of back then that I'm like, oh my Listen. god, dude, bye 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 in sync. Come I, on, tell I, me I that's want not it, amazing. I want song. it that way. Come on, <laughs> it's like, dude, it great. pops up on my Spotify all the time now and because you, I put it under my liked songs. You want to know what's weird though? I used to make fun of them. It's great. But every time their Everybody songs did. come on, I know all the words. How is that yeah. <laughs> possible? Yeah. You make fun of it to the point that you actually like <laughs> then it. Then I like it. Yeah. Like, oh, I can't ironically hate this song anymore. I have to unironically love this song. Yeah, but now. here's the thing about me. Um, Thanks, I'm, Wilson Phillips. I'm sure I did. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that I did that a little bit uh, back in the day, you know, where I'm like, well, I can't like them. But I've always been one of those people that will not apologize for the shit that I do like. And I've yeah. always said, like, I will step right up and say I like something, even if I'm getting made fun of. I'm like, I don't give a shit. I like that. And I'll tell you right now, I loved the Spice Girls even back then. So, <laughs> like, it's just, you know. But do you find that too, Kev? Do you find there's, like, stuff that you appreciate more now? Oh, um. Wow. Hmm. You know, I'm, I'm trying <laughs> to No disturbs I'm... down with the sickness. Wow. <laughs> 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 You know, I just came up with, uh, with one song um, from um, um, Limp Biscuit. <laughs> Some of their shit. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. I was not expecting Limp Biscuit to be the band that you mentioned. <laughs> I find I like them less as time goes by. I was never a big fan of Limp Biscuit, but I do like Rollin'. Oh, man. Rollin', 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 rollin'. Yeah. <laughs> so. Take a look around. Take a look around. Take a look around. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> it's fun. Wow, Limp Bizkit, man, you threw me way off with that. I was not expecting uh, you to drop some. Surprise! <laughs> drop, Surprise, drop. Motherfucker. I wasn't expecting. That's how I got my street cred. Drop hey. a Limp Bizkit on us. Uh, <laughs> Next time I see Kevin, he better be wearing a backwards red hat. <laughs> he starts dressing like Fred Durst. I, I, yeah. I think red hats have been ruined. Yeah, yeah. And tiki torches. Yeah, that's true. Ugh. I'm sorry, that was white fun. polo shirts. Jeez. <laughs> well, guy's named Kevin. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Fucked it all up. Oh, sorry. <laughs> So, uh, none of those bands are on this list tonight. No Limp Biscuit, no Spice Girls, not, no. Because Limp Biscuit had a bunch of hits. Yeah, all of those guys yeah. did. That's the other thing about them. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. You know, it's yeah. funny if you guys just listen to the, 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 uh, Art Alex Akis episode that was, was just out before this one. Uh, one of the things we talk about with Art is how Stewie and I, like, we were big fans of Everclear in the day. And Stu, we went to see Everclear recently, and Stu, it, like, hit him. Like, I mean, I've always liked the band, but I never, like, the <laughs> lyrics suddenly hit him really hard. Like, oh, shit. And I'm like, yeah. So I think as we get older, we learn to appreciate music for different reasons than we did when we were young. Yeah. And we start listening to the lyrics and some of the meaning behind them. And that's kind of cool. And that kind of leads into tonight, because these are one-hit wonders, and some of these are kind of goofy songs or fun songs and shit, but what's really weird is when you go into the stories behind them, you start learning some shit. So let's kick off the first one-hit wonder with this little ditty. Uh, well, we know I'm going away, and how I wish I wish it were so to take this wine and drink with me. Our misery. 
So that is sorry. That is that is <laughs> you okay. <laughs> that is saved tonight by Eagle Eye Cherry. Definitely a one-hit wonder. You could not tell you another Eagle Eye Cherry song, but everybody knew this song. It was a great song. It was huge. This song was massive back in the day. This was released as the lead single from uh, his his debut album. We'll get into that in a second, which was called Desireless, and that came out in 1997. It hit number five in the United States and number six in the UK. Uh, it sold this. The album sold four million copies worldwide. Certified platinum in the U.S. Uh, by the way, his real name is Lanu Cherry. Lanu Cherry. So Cherry is his real name. He is the son of American jazz artist Don Cherry and Swedish artist and designer Moki Cherry. So Moki, Don, and Lanu Cherry, and he went by Eagle Eye. So uh, everybody remembers the song. I mean, it was and a pretty his ca- sister. Yeah. His sister is Nina Cherry. I, oh. Nuh-uh. Oh. Yeah. Are you for real? Yeah. I didn't know that shit. <laughs> I thought, Are you serious? I thought you were just messing with me, man. I, no, I didn't no, know his sister is Nina Cherry. I've known that for a while because I watch pop-up video all the time. That's but, really uh, cool. No, like I, I just Googled him again, and yeah, his sister is Nina so Cherry. So she had a hit before he had a hit. Mm-hmm. That's oh, really cool. Dropping some yeah. more one. I would say another one-hit wonder, just... Not of the '90s, really. Yeah. Well, I know was was that song. That would have been late '80s, right? Nina Cherry. Yeah, I think that would that would have probably been late '80s. I did not know that, man. You just dropped a freaking bomb right on my ass, right? Oh there. yeah. Uh, this Buffalo was, Stance. Yeah, this was a great song. Like Eagle Eye Cherry. That uh, Save Tonight was a really good song. It was catchy. It was fun. Um, I don't know. I, I mean, I think all around, I think it was a pretty beloved song. Could find 1988. out. 1988. Yep, late '80s. That's what I thought. When I could, I would find out, like, why maybe they didn't have another hit or, like, what became of them. But sometimes you just can't find uh, that information. Now, the next band that we're going to play on this, huge hit. Everyone. I would gather. I would oh, yeah. I would wage that most everyone knows this song. Even youngsters today know this freaking song. And you've to say. To a basketball game. You've heard it. To say Any this was. Any sporting event, really. To say this was a one-hit wonder is fair because they are maybe not all the members if that makes sense but the, oh, the, definitely the band most definitely is so here you go pack it up pack it in let me begin i came to win battle me that's a sin i won't ever slack up punk you better back up try and play the role and you're the whole crew will act up get up stand up come on throw your hands up if you got the feeling jump up the ceiling and then I'll take the punk's whole feeling Funkin' amps in the trunk And I got more rhymes in the cups At a Dunkin' Donut shop So enough, I got cops from why, did uh, you, why did you turn into Humpty? <laughs> because that's the best way to do it, man You gotta, you gotta do it as Digital Underground uh, House of Pain, I could have kept going, but Kevin threw me off with the slide whistle Jump around I thought I was gonna I was, I was, It's called accompanying you Yeah, you did and it, oh, he was giving I started you laughing in the company, <laughs> so yeah, this is uh, this is "Jump Around" by House of Pain. So this song was actually produced by DJ Muggs of Cypress Hill. It became a hit in 1992, huge hit, number five on the Billboard Hot Rap Songs and number 17 on the Billboard. That's from 92, yeah, number 17 Damn. on the Billboard Dance Club Songs. So DJ Muggs um, has said that he originally he produced this beat for for Cypress Cypress Hill. That makes sense. Yeah, but it be, sounds Cypress Hill like. But be real, uh, didn't want to record it at the time. I'm not sure why. He just didn't want to do it. 
So they then offered this song. Now, this is weird. This is what to Ice Cube. And he refused. He didn't want to do it either. So mm-hmm. uh, then they took it to House of Pain. Uh, they sampled uh, from Rob. The song is sampled from Bob and Earl's 1963 track, The Harlem Shuffle. And it also yep. samples from Popeye the Hitchhiker by Chubby Checker. So just a little info for you. So, yeah, so we talk, We just mentioned it. You know, House of Pain, one hit wonder, but some of the members of House of Pain went on to do uh, have a pretty at least two one, of the three members one, went on to very successful, very careers. successful careers. Um, I, I would love uh, to get. I, I've been like trying to like ever ever last would be kind of cool to get on the show. There's somebody. Oh, yeah. There's somebody right there that I didn't really like much back in the day and have grown to appreciate yep. a lot more as time has went by. Whitey, good old Whitey Ford. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> So yeah, for those of you who didn't know that uh, Everlast was started started out with House of Pain. So then later, yeah. l- later we got him, you know, singing. And let's not forget DJ Lethal. Maybe oh, oh, he's in Limp Biscuit. To sing the blue. Oh. He's the DJ yeah. for Limp Biscuit. Uh, yeah, that's pretty cool that. too. Yeah, and uh, have have either of you or any of the listeners seen the documentary uh, Kid Ninety? No, and no. I feel like you. T- I think you told me about it before. It's uh, it's made by Soleil Moon Fry, and it just documents her life. I take that back. The I, I have seen part. Of, I I wa- uh, Stewie yeah. was watching it one day, and I came in. I didn't start it at the beginning. Yeah, um, she had a very, very long relationship with uh, with one of the members of House of Pain, and a very yeah. interesting life. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so hey, you're Holy right. Crap. It's a very it's a it's a cool documentary. I, I missed the beginning yeah. of it. I came in Stewie's watching it and I, I watched the rest of it with him and yeah, yeah. yeah very interesting. A lot of, lot of faces uh, you're gonna recognize. Soleil Moon Fry, Punky Brewster, for those of you who don't remember. Yeah. Um yeah, so you should check that out too. But I did not know that. I must have missed that part of it. So Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. So the next song on this list is a song I friggin' love. Um this used to be kind of an anthem of mine and Stewie's. He always he always got a kick out of uh, one line, and he used to sing it all the time to me, like Jason. And you guys will probably know what it is right off the bat. But here you go. Hey, this is radio station WSKE. We're taking calls on the wish line, making your wacky wishes come true. Hello, I wish I was a little bit taller. I wish I was a baller. I wish I had a girl who looked good. I would call her. I wish I had a rabbit and a hat with a bat and a six four impala. I wish I was like six foot nine so I could get with Leo. She could yeah, Stewie used to always the wish I was a little bit taller part. Used to we used to get that all the time. So yeah, uh, I wonder so. if we got any of those things. <laughs> Skilo? I, I doubt it. <laughs> Skilo, did any of your wishes come true? Right. <laughs> Hello. Uh, this is Skilo. Uh, Skilo was a rapper. Uh, the song was released in April of 1995 uh, from Scotty Brothers Records. It was a lead single off his debut studio album, same name. This song peaked at number 13 on the Billboard Hot 100 and was certified gold by the Recording Industry Association of America. That's the RIAA. I don't know why I didn't just write that. Sold over 600,000 copies <laughs> domestically alone. It was nominated for Grammy Award for Best Rap Solo Performance at the 38th Grammy Awards. Uh, it actually lost to Gangsta's Paradise. So, I mean, if you're going to go out, I guess that's the way to go out, right? Because it's freaking yeah. Coolio. Uh, why Skilo didn't go on to do more, I don't know. I think this is one of those... We were talking about this recently... Where 
especially when it comes to um, rap and R&B artists, you'll have these hits and it doesn't, they may not chart on the, like the billboard charts, but it doesn't mean they kind of go away. There's, there's a whole right. like, culture of, yeah. of rap and R&B. Yeah, and a lot of these, they're huge in their own genre. Yes. And a lot of them were big before then had a hit that kind of hit radio mainstream. And then they continued to be kind of successful. Um, someone that is a, a big proponent. And this is somebody that's really cool. If you think about it, someone that had a, a one hit wonder in the eighties, then disappeared, then had an even bigger hit in the nineties would be Tracy Chapman. She Ooh, had, she had yeah, a one hit wonder yeah. in both decades Fast car in the eighties, and of course, give me one reason in the nineties, which was bigger. Um, I think we talked about that song on another episode, but yeah, yep. Uh, she has always been around in her, in her like um, her circles. She's never went anywhere. And what happens is, I think she's happy. I think people are happy in that lifestyle, and then they just happen to have a hit sometimes. And I don't know that that's what happened with Skeela. I don't know that he was like. I don't. I only want that one hit, or I don't. I'm not trying to have a hit, but I think he probably. I think he did other things. This is just the song that kind of hit hard. And what's weird is I fucking love this song. So oh, yeah. I would have loved to her to have heard more of this. You know, that's another thing too. Sometimes we have an artist that they they have a hit, but nothing else they do sounds like that, and that's maybe why it was a hit. Night Ranger, <coughs> Sister Christian. <coughs> um, <coughs> that was that song did them in. I don't know if you know that, but. Sister Christian destroyed that band because that song was so drastically different than anything they ever put out, and and then uh, and then they released it, and everybody wanted more of that, but the rest of the band didn't want to do it, and so it kind of took them out. So, Skilo's great. This song's fucking awesome. It makes you really want '90s rap again because it's just better. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, a lot of it. There are rappers sure. you know, now that are still holding it down, but not as many. And not, not as many. Yeah, not as many, <laughs> not even close. Uh, when you go over, like, and we're going to do a, 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 some more rap episodes. We've only really done one, and we, we, we want to do a rap mixtape episode. But when you take some of these, like, rappers from the 90s, first of all, we had a mix genre. Like, in the 80s, you had uh, rappers were more fun, you know? And so we lost a little bit of that in the 90s. We started getting, like, gangster rap. But you'd get the guys like, you know, like Paperboy with Diddy and, and Skilo with, with you know. Our Digital Underground. Digi you'd still get it. You know, these guys yeah. were still there. And it was kind of a nice contrast. Because, I like, don't get me wrong, man. You throw on some regulator shit, and I'm going to be like, regulators! Mount up! You know, I'm, I'm fine with it. Uh, but yeah, it, not to mention some Wu Tang. So, Wu Tang, I mean, Wu -Tang's oh, yeah, for the cash kids. rules everything around. Wu Tang is for the there kids. There you go. Wu Tang and, is for the children. And we all know Bone Thugs and Harmony, one of my all time favorite rap bands bone, bone, ever, bone. because I think they're just that talented. But they're they're kind of dark. What you gonna do? What you gonna do? And I'm gonna miss everybody. I'm gonna miss okay, everybody. Anyway. Miss my uncle Charles. <laughs> Thank you for that. Oh, oh God! But yeah, we—they—they're uh. definitely a little darker, right? You know, you're not going to be listening to—you're not going to be listening to, uh, you know, certain NWA songs or, and and not feel the the gritty darkness. So having a little ski low on the side, 
you know, yeah. or some PM Dawn. Those dudes are like rapping about flowers. I you know, PM I mean, Dawn. very, very easy going. I could PM Dawn rapping about flowers and Christina Applegate. Album. I do just rapping. About it will flowers. not be the the, the, out, the title of their next album because uh, Prince B. Oh, one died. of them's still alive. Yeah, and they got some other dude in Prince B's. Po- it doesn't really work. It was yeah. it doesn't work for me. I was a huge fan. Uh, unfortunately, unfortunately, I did not know that he passed away for a long time, so that sucks. Uh, here's another we one. Bring it down, oh, damn. Uh, here's another one. <laughs> like uh, talking about happy '90s rap music, and you're like, "Yeah, that dude from PM Don died." Like, well, he oh, did. Shit. He he had like, <laughs> yeah. It's not a happy death either. You don't want to. Oh no, no. Like, how did he die? Uh, I believe he had complications from diabetes, and I think they had to amputate a leg. And uh, uh, will you ask? Like my dad? <laughs> no, I'm not gonna. <laughs> I started, and I was like, I, nah, I heard you starting. Yeah, yeah, you know, I heard you starting. All right, yeah. so some shit just happened, and uh, I cut that out because <laughs> it was horrible. And instead, I'm just gonna play this this next clip. <laughs> how about, oh, how about how about this song? I don't think we can recover from that, sorry. I'm not even going to try. This song, so this song was everywhere. It was was in all kinds of like film and stuff, but always makes me think of uh, Malcolm in the Middle, which is one of my favorite TV shows, but there's a specific episode where they play this song and... Always makes oh, okay. me think of it. I was curious. I I don't know enough about Malcolm. In the Middle. Oh my God! Do you not watch Malcolm? Have you not watched Malcolm? Was it in the, the episode where Hal turns into Walter White? <laughs> That's the best yeah. episode. Yeah, he leaves the family, starts cooking blue meth. Uh, the one where he turns into the robot from two thousand one Space Odyssey. Sorry, Suey's not here, so I got to make the dumb jokes every once in a while. Ooh, yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it's not fair because you guys have the notes, but can you guys name this band? Without looking at the notes, the answer to that is <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. I'm scrolling through my phone now. Citizen, Citizen King. King. Citizen King, yeah. yeah. Citizen King. This is the uh, debut single off their uh, off Citizen King album from their second studio album, which was called Mobile Estates. It's from 1999. So it just squeaks in there. Uh, peaked yeah. at number 25 on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100. Citizen King uh, bassist Mount Sims explained that Better Days is about the condition of the band three years before the song became a hit. When he was working at a general store and yearned for a life where music was his only focus. And then he got to focus on this song for a while and they didn't have another hit. And I don't know why. Um, <laughs> I actually suspect this was t- 1999. It seems like they were right at the cusp of this of this like style of music. Like this is this is kind of like that that Blink 182 kind of pop punk kind of thing so it seems like they were right at the stride of when it, they they should have been big so i don't really know what happened this is a cool song it's a fun song well maybe it was Y2K. that is literally their only album too. it was y2k wiped out their whole library <laughs> yeah <laughs> they actually had like six albums but it was all on digital one of the guys is like guys i've got a new way to store stuff it's on this computer you said y2k man it's so funny i worked at a video store when that happened and yeah. we, we had a binder. I swear to God, it was like, what to do if the computers stop it? And I was like, 
It's a fucking video store. How about I just don't rent shit? (laughs) 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 Sorry, guys. No VHS type. I'm like, I'm not going to abacus this shit tonight. If Y2K (laughs) happens, I'm just not going to rent any fucking videos for tonight. It's fine. Gotcha. Sorry, Why do K happens? You're gonna have a lot worse problems to deal with than you know you renting <laughs> yeah. a movie. The only movie you can rent is Hackers. Okay. <laughs> For I love Hackers. Irony. <laughs> oh my god, I love that movie so much. I shouldn't. That's one of those guilty pleasures. I know it's horrible, and I fucking love every yeah. second of it. And the sound. I actually just put the download of the Hacker soundtrack again this week. I fucking love that soundtrack. Oh my god. Oh, dude, it's so good. Have you ever listened to it? And Matthew Lillard. So I just remember Serial David Bowie's Little Wonder on that soundtrack. It was pretty awesome. Which wasn't it one of you guys, or it was? I think it was one of you guys telling me that his, uh, that Matthew Lillard's handle on line on something is serial killer, which I just think is fucking awesome. By the way, uh, it wasn't me, but that's awesome. Yeah, it's pretty great. He does. It's like on Discord or something. His handle is actually mm-hmm. serial killer. So I don't know what it is, but I know he's on probably something hacking related. That's pretty cool though. I love that movie. We should totally talk about hackers at some point. So early in. Did that come out in 99? No, God, no. It came out when we were still in high school, man. It's probably 95. That's why it was unaffected by Y2K. Yeah, that's right. Uh (laughs) (laughs) It was all backed up to uh, just one computer that was unplugged at the time. For the few youngins out there uh, that don't understand what happened. So you guys have to remember there was a world before computers the way you know them now. And uh, all computers had, like, an internal clock. And yeah. no one thought about it. No one really... Required a couple hamsters on a wheel to keep yeah, it powered. pretty much. Yeah. No one really yeah. thought much about it. And they would stop every once in a while and go, it's a living. You so, know, so all these... <laughs> what? Are you just enacting an episode of the Flintstones? What is happening yeah, pretty here? Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> pretty much. So no one really thought about it. And all these internal clocks, they just picked a date, like, for everything, right? And that date was, like like you know, midnight, the year 2000, like when the clock rolled over to the year 2000. So no one knew what was going to happen when they started realizing they were freaking out. They're like, we could hit and all these internal clocks could hit like click over and like cars and airplane, all these computers could just fucking shut Nuclear down missiles. You yeah. Know, yeah. Just going. Planes would drop out of the sky. Like just, you know, cats and dogs living together, cats mass hysteria. Cats and dogs living together, mass right. hysteria. Yeah, we and, didn't. And you can't tell me for one second that Prince didn't predict that. <laughs> Dude, that, well, he didn't because nothing fucking happened. <laughs> Literally, yeah. Yeah. nothing. Party like it was. That's right. Just in case. That's right. Party's over. Oops, out of time. <laughs> oh, you got it. Uh, but yeah. nothing happened. Absolutely nothing happened. Um, but I remember that night at midnight. I do. I, I remember I was in my car. Uh, with my girlfriend at the time, and I remember pulling over and just like waiting, like, is she, and I was all excited, like, is shit gonna break down? Ah, it's gonna be like fucking Mad Max up in here. It didn't. It was nothing happened. <laughs> and literally. he's like, and I'm very ill prepared at the same time. <laughs> I, I, have, I have no blow it's torches. Be like Mad Max. Damn it! I haven't been hoarding gas. I don't for have years. a single blow torch or boomerang. I'm fucked. Damn it! <laughs> I haven't put together a nice armor set out of football pads and jock straps the fuck hey matt i haven't watched all episodes of macgyver to learn these things but you guys you know what no that's beyond thunderdome man but nothing (laughs) happened i run barter town bitch nothing (laughs) happened and it was really bizarre bizarre bizarre. pretty bizarre oh my god wow (laughs) you know what's 
even more weird. They're from New Zealand. Yeah. They're not Australian, though. Every time I look around. Every time I look around. How bizarre. OMC. Fucking love this song. What a great, catchy-ass fucking song. Uh, they're from New Zealand. They're not from Australia, but they're from New Zealand. Um, this song was released in December of 1995 as the lead single from their only album, which was the same name. In 2002, the song was named as the 71st greatest one-hit wonder of all time on the VH1 countdown. As the track was only released to radio in the United States with no commercial single made available to buy, the song was not allowed to chart on the Billboard Hot 100 under the chart rules. However, it topped the mainstream top 40 for a week. Uh, At that point in time, it was called the Pop Singles. It also peaked at number four on the Billboard Hot 100 Airplay chart. So it hit pretty high, but uh, because of... I did not know that, by the way. This song was never... uh, You can never buy this as a single, like a commercial single. You can never buy this song, which was weird. How bizarre. Like like as a single? How bizarre. They couldn't even do that? No. Very bizarre. I love that you said that. So I was going to bring that up, but you brought, you got the it. The casinos? Yes. So there's a, a young guy at, at my work. He's uh, 22, and uh, I, I'm a trainer. Son of a bitch. I'm a trainer <laughs> at work. So You bastard. I was born in the year 2000. Year 2000. <laughs> you don't know the dark times of the 90s. He really doesn't. Um, Get out of here. But I Where were you on 9 11? I looked at him the other day. I was one. He wasn't wasn't alive. So I looked at him the other day and was like, Do you know what a casingle is? And he's like, What? I was like, A (laughs) casingle. I just love this. I could take a picture of like five of them for him. Yeah, I fucking loved casingles, man. I would, I remember going to the mall and going to the record store and, and, you know, Mm -hmm. dropping my, dropping my two or three bucks trying to figure out which casingle I wanted. Like, like, I'm going to buy, like, you know, fucking. What two songs do I want to listen to for the next three weeks? That's right. And I can tell you, I never owned a Nirvana album, but I sure as shit owned a Nirvana single. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I got a mindless self indulgence single. Oh, nice. That's pretty cool, man. Yeah. Just Kev, a great, great band right Kevin, there. <laughs> yeah, they are actually really. They're pretty talented, <laughs> yeah. actually, though, Kev. We should they're introduce you to, to, to uh, mindless self indulgence. Uh, Matt uh, <laughs> kind of turned me on to them years ago. Them and Shiny Toy Guns. I think Kevin would yeah. really like Shiny Toy Guns. Yeah, I do. You really? Uh, yeah, yeah, I really do. Great band. They're really good. Um, and kind of a one-hit wonder themselves. Kind of. Um, one-hit wonders of the two thousands. You've probably heard them, Kev, because they they did yeah. a a cover of they had a Major song Tom. called like, Disco. What yeah, did you say? I was talking about. They did a cover of Major Tom. And, oh uh, yeah, it, it actually got played on TV. Like there was a TV commercial yeah. that played their cover of Major Tom. So you've probably heard at least that. So yeah, uh, oh, shiny toy guns. Shiny, shiny toy, toy guns. guns. Yeah, they're great. <clears throat> so to get back on track, our next yeah. song on this list. So this was uh, well. What do you you know? We're 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 a few songs in at this point. What do you guys thinking so far? Is there anything you just hate? Uh, honestly. The Citizen King one, Better Days one, I, I could kind of take or leave that one. Fuck it's you, just, Matt. I just remember hearing it a lot when I was washing dishes at a restaurant, <laughs> okay. and that's all I remember. It's just background music. Um, <laughs> Matt, I didn't really I'm have sorry. any emotional attachment. I, I have this it. vision of Matt like scrubbing dishes, going, "I've seen better seen days, days. Oh, fucking stars, I a hate million washing dishes place. today." <laughs> <laughs> 
I, I had a lot of dishwashing jobs. Well, in the, the mid nineties. So you're not so. big on that song. Mm-hmm. I'm curious how you feel about this song. I smell sex and candy hair. Nope, oh, you found it. Who's Not a big fan. Who's casting deep stairs in my direction? Mama, this Charlie is a dream. Yeah. Yeah, Mama, this Charlie. You don't like this song, huh? No, nah, man, it's just dumb. <laughs> What's not to like? Come on. It's sex and it's candy. Well, it's, yeah. it's a pretty cool story behind why this song was written. So You put them together, they smell weird. Come this on. This is Second Candy by Marcy Playground, a single from their 1997 self-titled debut album. Uh, lead singer John Wozniak, yeah, I said it, was inspired to write the song while he and his girlfriend were actually having sex in her dorm room, and another uh, young girl walked in uh, <laughs> And said, the room smells like sex and candy. He remembered the line. It's a lame-ass reason to write a song. It's not, though. And it's not what the song is about. But that that line, he always thought that was funny. Listen, don't be negative. I know. Don't be negative, Nancy. Um, We just talked about a band you like who has a song called Two Hookers and an Eight Ball. So let's, like, you know. (laughs) So let's keep it classy. (laughs) You know how we do. Yeah, yeah. No more tours in April. Now it's sex and candy. Sex and candy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he basically said he thought it was funny, and for some reason that line always stuck in his head, right? But that's not what the song's about. The song is is really just it, he kind of tells the story in the song, you know, hanging out downtown, and the song kind of takes some different beats from different styles of music, which I thought was is kind of cool. I actually. Um, I can see how this song could drone. I don't think it's a song I could listen to over and over and over again, but I do appreciate it at times. And it's one of those that if it's on, I like it. There are certain songs that I think I could listen to a lot and songs that I can listen to occasionally. And this to me is an occasional yeah. kind of song. This song hit number eight on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100, number one on the Billboard Modern Rock Song Chart, stayed there for record setting 15 weeks. Uh, he went on to sell the rights to the song. This is kind of neat. So uh, this is kind of different, too. He had always said, like, people would come and offered to buy the rights to the song off of him. And he said he'd only do it if they offered him, like, a million dollars and there was something else, I forget. And finally, someone did. So he sold the rights to the song. Uh, Sex and Candy was the band's only hit. The song became a success uh, that it had so successful. The song became so successful that it had it, it, the song, and I don't know how this works either, had its own accountant. <laughs> so I don't what? I, I don't get it. The head of radio promotion <laughs> right. at Marcy Playground's label, Capitol Records, felt that Sex and Candy's uh, ubiquity hurt the band's career. And then Gil Kaufman of MTV News called the song a career killer, and the band became known, known as a one-hit wonder because of it. But the song itself was so freaking popular and was on so much, and so many people covered it. Like, lots of famous it's bands have covered the song. still being played today. Yeah. Like, and, I heard it on my way home from work. I, I guess that the song had its, it's own accountant because he sold the rights to the song. Yeah. So the song had to the song was generating money. I don't really know how that works. You know, it's a, it's a weird right. industry. Yeah. It's not the band anymore. Now it's the song. It's so, become sentient and taken on the life it's, of its own. It's a weird industry, dude. The song yeah. got married and has three kids. Marcy, Play, and Ground. Poor Ground. <laughs> Why not get stuck with the shit? I feel name? like dirt today. Marcy's got a normal <laughs> oh, name. 
<laughs> oh God, Matt! <laughs> Could have named me Sex and Candy, but whatever. You don't want to name your kid Sex. That would that would be horrible. Or Candy, you just sound like a stripper. I think there are plenty. There are people named Candy, but not Sex. I bet you there's somebody out there named Sex. Yeah, Prince no. named them. <laughs> That's fair. You know, uh, back or in the nineties, I was Ruff. listening to the radio and. One lady called in and said her name was Erotica. I believe I that swear. too, and I yeah, guarantee Erotica. Prince named her. That sounds like yeah, a can, Prince name. I can see that. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds like a Prince like, name. Uh, yeah, definitely like one of Prince's proteges. You know, Erotica. Erotica, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Erotica Rose. Welcome you know, to the stage. <laughs> Erotica. Yeah. You don't have to be. Are you making up another character, Kevin? I, this I, is Erotica Rose. <laughs> <laughs> On your late night drive home. I don't know, but uh, we need to call your cousin who owns the winery. We need to call JC and tell him that he needs a new wine on there <laughs> called, a Ero- wine called Erotica, Erotica Rose. Rose. <laughs> <laughs> Just in time for Valentine's Day. From Revel Winery. From Revel Wine Erotica Bar. Rose. From Revel Urban Wine Bar comes Erotica Rose. <laughs> it works. <laughs> All right. With every bottle comes a sample of sex and candy. <laughs> the, label, the label's just a picture of Kevin rubbing his hands together. Mm. Yeah. He said every bottle comes with sex and candy. Oh, God. All right, Matt. The yes. next two songs I'm about to play, not not like one. I mean, you know, I'm going to play them and we're going to talk about them. Then I'll play the next. I don't want to yeah. hear shit about either one of these songs. Because okay, I love be right this. I love. <laughs> shut the hell up. <laughs> I freaking love. If there's one of these two songs you don't like, then I don't know if we can be friends anymore. Because these songs okay. are both wonderful. So here's the first one. Genuinely love that song. Nothing bad out of it. Plane takes off from Baltimore and touches down on Bourbon Street. You know, I don't remember actually listening to yeah. that song. I just remember like listening to maybe like the the background music, but yeah. not the actual. Lyrics. Isn't it BB uh, King? Yeah, that the sample. Kind of sound like BB King. The sample, yeah, yeah. the sample yeah. is from a BB King song. A BB King song, "How Blue Can You Get" from the 1964 BB King. BB, I can't say that fast. That's a fucking stroke. BB King. BB King. BB Fucking, I cannot say that shit fast. BB King. BB King. BB. BB from Deadly Friend. I was going to say BB. BB from Deadly Friend. Um, So this is Standing Outside a Broken Phone Booth with Money in Your Hand by the Primitive Radio Gods. Uh, And that's why... No one remembers the full title of it because it's way too many words. And yet right? everybody, most people call it standing outside a broken phone booth. Um, yeah. And everybody knows the song, uh, especially it. So there is a really cool thing we have mentioned doing a show on uh, that I think would be really cool. Shitty movies with great soundtracks. Now, I won't say this is a shitty movie, but I will say I actually like this movie. But I will say that the soundtrack blows the movie out of the water. Uh, Crow 2, City of Angels, there's a shitty oh, movie yeah. with a great soundtrack. So there were a Fantastic lot of them. Soundtrack. Yeah, great, but the movie sucks. Except now, for one song. This is the cable guy. Uh, is it Hole? 
Tell me it's whole. Oh, yeah, it's whole. Gold, gold dust woman by whole. Yeah, it's horrible. Yeah. This is from the Cable Guy. This is this this song was on the Cable Guy soundtrack, which yep. is a fantastic soundtrack. And this was the debut single of the band. It was released from uh, from the, ni- the 1996 uh, Cable Guy soundtrack. was also included on the band's first album, Rocket. Yes, like you had mentioned, the chorus consists of a sample from the 64 B.B. King hit song, How Blue Can You Get? This song peaked at number one on the Billboard Modern Rock tracks and adult alternative song charts. Number 10 on the, U- the U.S. Billboard Hot 100. Uh, Primitive Radio Gods have not had any other chart hit which is why they're a one-hit wonder, but the success success of the song bolstered sales for Rocket, helping the album sell over 500,000 copies, and I fucking love this song. Like, this song sets, like, a it's just a certain mood, a a vibe. There are two songs on here tonight that I would argue, and they both did really, really well, and they both set, like, a very specific vibe and mood. And I don't know how else to put it. A lot of songs do that, but these two are real mellow and chill, and they make you think shit. Love this song. So you say you've never, Kevin? You don't think you'd ever heard the song before? No, I only I've just remembered like hearing like the background, but that's it. No, heard the lyrics before. I, mean, I would full on recommend um, like checking out the whole song. It's it's a it's fantastic. I would recommend the whole uh, soundtrack. Actually, the Cable Guy soundtrack. Uh, it's it's a really good soundtrack. And uh, what's cool is uh, if you go on like Spotify. I don't know if you've ever noticed. If you go on Spotify, sometimes they don't have soundtracks, but people have put together playlists of the soundtracks, and this is one of them. So you can go and type in Cable Guy, and you'll find that people have put together playlists of the full soundtrack. Uh, Jerry Cantrell's on there also, and his he just does a song. It's it's freaking awesome. I think we lost Matt for a second. I think he went to the restroom. We should make fun of him. Yeah, I think so too. He's I, dropping a limp biscuit. <laughs> <laughs> wow, this is where we're going. <laughs> so here's this song. TV. That is Flagpole Sitter by Harvey Danger. 1997. Fucking again, I love this fucking song. I This is one of those, this song takes me back to a very specific time in my life. Like, I remember the people I was hanging out with and the shit that I was doing and like I, just the fun times we would have. I fucking love this song. I think this is a great song. And Matt, I yeah, yeah uh, I had to pee real bad. We kind of figured we made fun of you a little bit. <laughs> yeah. um, so this I is figured you did. Yeah, you know that's what we do. So this is flagpole. Yeah, we have no protocols when two. somebody needs to take a take a bathroom break. Well, I, I expect you to just record. Like go I took now. a pee. I took a pee before I sat down to do this. You know because I'm so a, did I. I'm but I'm I made the mistake. Now. Of, oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> that might be a good That's idea. I should bring a pee bottle down here. Just start peeing in jugs. And yeah, Matt's like, hear this anyway, go, this song, right? If you do that, <laughs> here's a good song. Uh, this is off the 1997 yep. album, Where Have All the Merrymakers Gone? Uh, released as the band's debut single in April of 1998. 
but the songs off the 97 album. And was met with critical and commercial success, uh, peaking at number 38 on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100 Airplay chart, number three on the Billboard Modern Rock Track Charts. And according to drummer Evan Suit, the song was written as a response to the Seattle music scene of the 1990s and its effect on mainstream culture. Uh, the title of the song was inspired by the 1930 Marx Brothers film Animal Crackers, which featured a line of dialogue about a pole-sitting fad of the 1920s. This is one that I absolutely hated when it came out. And now, as time has gone on, I absolutely love it. I thought you were going to go, this is a song I uh, absolutely hated it. when it came out. And just say nothing else. <laughs> like, yeah. like, like, oh, okay. Uh, no, so this is like one of the ones we were talking about earlier where you just grew to appreciate it. How, why do you yeah. think that is, though? Like, what do you... I don't know. It just seemed... I I think at the time, like, the ba-ba-bas at the end of the song, or like throughout the song, really, just kind of grated on my nerves for some reason. And it just wasn't something that I was really into for whatever reason. And now it's just kind of like, okay... I'm recognizing more of like the pop sensibilities of the song as I've gotten older. And like, I'm I'm seeing a lot more like, I don't even know if it's really something that actually influenced them, but like Beach Boys. Sure. I bet it is. I'm sure it was. I'm sure it had to be. It's like that, you know, that style of music. And again, the lyrics of the song are are gotten older and riper. The lyrics of the song are great too. So if you go back and just listen to what the, what they're saying or what they're talking about in the song, there's a line in the song that I always loved and it hits so hard in 97 and 98 to me. Which is, um, it's a, I'm going to pierce my tongue. It doesn't hurt. It feels fine. And I don't, it's, this song is really, like it said, it's kind of poking fun of, at a certain culture that was going around. And I don't know if you remember at this point in time, everybody was getting their tongues pierced, including yours truly. Mm-hmm. And I was the only motherfucker that told the truth. That shit hurt like a son of a bitch. And everybody's <laughs> like, it doesn't hurt. Fuck you. You just shoved metal through your tongue. It, you ever bit your tongue? It fucking yeah. hurts. And I just think it's funny because that's what this song is all about. Like people kind of putting on this phony persona to try to like seem hip or cool when they really aren't. And it's just yeah. so they could like stand out and uh, hit with, you know, eventually they all blend in. They all blend in. Yes. You, you go out of your way to stand out in the beginning and how far are you going to go to be different? I knew some people yeah. that did some weird shit. I knew a guy that pierced the back of his neck. Because everybody else was getting everything I, else pierced. I knew a guy who had his neck pierced as well. Right. So so guess what? It becomes not original. I knew a guy that finally... Guys, you promised not to tell anybody. Come on. <laughs> you took it out. Uh, you know, that was I, holding my spine together. And and this was, you know, this was, uh, you know, I knew a guy that got a weird face tattoo. And, of course, he regretted it later because he wasn't Post Malone and he didn't have millions of dollars. So he regretted it later. Yeah. Um, so now he has to have a he's goatee or a beard. He has to have a goatee or a beard. He's the actually. accountant for sex and candy. <laughs> Turns out he's Post Malone's accountant, so it worked. Yeah, so I think it's a great song. Kev, what do you think of uh, Harvey Danger's Flagpole Sitter? Yeah, it's not bad. Yeah. <laughs> and that? Again, probably another Deep uh, Thoughts song, by KC Masterpiece. Yeah, it's not bad. <laughs> it's not yeah, bad. It's all right. <laughs> but I'm not kidding. If you tell me you don't like this next song, we cannot speak anymore, ever. Okay. It's like, not Don't Speak by No Doubt. Damn that was it. Not it's, their only hit. It wasn't. It wasn't. 
not that whole album was a hit actually yeah Yeah. no it's not um this is a wonderful song that i guarantee i'm not even going to get into i'm going to play the song and i'm going to i'm going to do word association when we're done i'm going to ask you guys to tell me the first thing that pops into your head and i have a feeling i know what it'll be but here's the song it's not How much of me Why hasn't that back. song been in a toilet paper commercial? <laughs> I just like to keep my cheeks dry today. Is that what you were saying? Yeah. Yes. It's With those Charmin bears. Yeah. And it kind of works. It kind of. <laughs> all right. You hear you hear No Rain by Blind Melon. What's the yep. first thing that pops into your head? The B girl. The B girl. Yeah. The B girl. Super famous. This little girl in the B costume in the video. Huge. Like, why was that the big thing? But it really was. And we'll kind of. Talk about that. This song came out in 1993. It's the second single from the band's debut album, Blind Melon. Uh, the song is well known for its accompanying music video, which featured the B-Girl character. Uh, the song is the band's highest charting song, reaching number 20 on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100 and number one on the uh, both the Billboard uh, on both the Billboard album rock tracks and modern rock tracks charts. Uh, credited to the whole band. It was the bassist, Brad Smith, who wrote the greater part of this song. And he said about the song, it, it, that it, the, he said the song is about not being able to get out of bed and find excuses to face the day when you have a really, when you have really, in a way, nothing. At the time, Smith had been dating a girl who was going through a depression. Um, she would sleep through the day, sunny days, and complain when it didn't rain. And for a while, he told himself that he was writing the song from her perspective, though Smith later realized that he was also the writing, writing the song about himself. Lead vocalist Shannon Hoon um, died of a drug overdose on the band's tour bus in New Orleans in October of 1995, which is a big part of the reason why these guys didn't have uh, another yeah. hit. Um, it's really sad that, that Shannon Hoon passed away. I think he had a very distinctive voice. The song was different than a lot of things that was out that were out at the time. This song kind of hit home with me the second I heard it. Like I've been a huge fan of the song right from the beginning. Um, and I would have loved to have gotten a little bit more from, from blind Melon than we got, but you know, all right, hit me with it, Matt. That, that one is definitely a song that it, uh, when it came out, I was just like, Oh, this is catchy. And it was one of those, like, I didn't really listen to the lyrics that much. And now, you know, in my aged days, uh, yeah, it's it's got a lot deeper meaning than mm-hmm. it had, and uh, yeah, it's it it grew on me. It it took a while, but it grew on me, and yeah, it's kind of. Uh, What's funny because you were talking yeah. earlier about being a youngster in high school and having you know going through depression and shit. And this song is a lot. Oh, yeah. This song is about you know depression and and picking yourself up and. And, you know, I just want someone to say to me, I'll always be there when you wake. You know, I'd like to keep my cheeks dry today, so stay with me. And I'll have, it's like about loneliness yeah. and depression and finding a way to fight through it. It's a great song. It's a wonderful song. So. It is. So, yeah. Well, I've got And again, that. Kevin it, it was that. one of those things like I heard it at the time, but I wasn't listening at sure. the time. Sure. Sure. So, yeah. And granted, I was also, you know, really delving into a lot of other, like, styles sure. of music and 
you know, whatever was being played on the radio wasn't necessarily what I was listening to. And, uh, yeah, like <laughs> I, I was actually listening to a lot of, they might be giants at the time, like a lot of, a lot of days and nights just spent alone in my bedroom that had no windows and just like being super depressed all the time. And then, you know, not necessarily hearing or listening to things that probably should be listened to. Sure. Right. To kind of bring you out of that, you know, funk. And I was, I in think I'm going to so. go a, like sex and candy. I'm feeling okay. pretty depressed. Yeah. I think I'm going to cheer myself up by doing a deep dive of Nirvana. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, that's I'm the not thing. Gonna ma- I'm not going to make a callback to something else. This is 1993. So, <laughs> so you got to remember, we're getting a lot of stuff like Nirvana at this point. So yeah. when I hear a song like no rain by blind melon and, and the grunge scene is kind of, kind of taken off it's kind of big at this point you know it's kind of hitting its stride and we're getting then i get this song and like i said it was totally different than anything i'd really yeah. heard on the radio and i, uh, I kind of called it like a neo hippie kind of sure you know style of music yeah and and, and you, you had a lot of like the bonnaroo type bands that mm-hmm. were coming out like jam bands dave matthews you know blues travelers things like yeah, that and kind of around the same love time. blues yeah, travelers. Spin doctors. love i love spin yeah. doctors and if you would have if you see shannon hoon and the way like he looked and stuff he kind of fit oh that. yeah yeah very much so the bell bottoms very, very the, hippie you know, bell bottoms yeah 100 yeah, yeah. so uh the the new uh new radicals were kind of in that vein so yeah, yeah you definitely had those guys and kev obviously you like this song as well so oh yeah i heard a hell yeah come out of you a few minutes ago so Hell yeah, brother. <laughs> Can I get a hell yeah? It's a Stone Cold Steve Austin. That was a pretty good Steve Austin. <laughs> I really that like Blinder Melon. Blinder Now that sounded more like Dr. Teeth. Miss <laughs> <laughs> Banky, where are you at? <laughs> Your Blind Melon turned into Dr. Teeth and the Electric Mayhem Band. So, so the next song, I talked a few minutes ago about... Uh, two songs on this list really hitting a, a vibe and a mood and kind of taking you to a... Uh, a certain spot this next song i it can't not like i don't care who you are whether you like this song or not you're going to hear this and it's it's going to put a it's it's going to take you somewhere it's we're going to let's go on a journey together right now God, I hate you so much. <laughs> I can't hear this song without slide whistle in the background now. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, another kind of depressing song, if you think about it, but yeah. sort of, but not. This is Bittersweet Symphony by The Verb. Um, not The Verve Pipe. That was The Freshman. This is The Verb. And a far more depressing song. Actually. Love that song, too, though. God, I love that band. Uh, they're they're pretty great, but this is the Verve, not the Verve pipe. Actually, I follow the Verve pipe on TikTok, and it's awesome. And he's like, he said something like, people sometimes be like, "Are you the one who sang Bittersweet Symphony?" He goes, "Yes, I did." <laughs> he totally did. He just says, "Yes, yes, I did." He's like, "No, it's not my song. It's a wonderful song, but it wasn't mine." So. This came from their third studio album, Urban Hymns from 1997, based on a sample from a 1965 version of the Rolling Stones song, The Last Time, by the Andre Oldham Orchestra. The music video features the verb songwriter Richard Ashcroft walking down a busy pavement in Huxton, East London, oblivious to the surroundings and refusing to change his stride or direction. He just keeps walking no matter 
who gets in front of him or who walks past him. The video fits really well with the song, and if you watch, and that's all it is. It's just him walking down the street the whole time, but it, it works. I don't. It just does. So here's the cool thing. I mentioned the Rolling Stones, and the Verve actually obtained rights to use the last time sample from the copyright holder, Decca Records. But they were denied permission from Rolling Stones' former manager, Alan Klein. So there was a whole lawsuit, um, and the Verve ended up relinquishing all royal all royalties, and the Rolling Stones members, Mick Jagger and Keith Richards, were added to the songwriting credits. So then in 2019, uh, Klein passed away, and Jagger and Richards and Klein's son seceded the rights back to Ashcroft. So the Verve sampled and looped, um, they actually only sampled and looped four bars, and then they added dozens of other tracks, including strings, guitars, percussion, uh, layered vocals, um, and uh, so, yeah, they ended up, he ended up, so they, and they went and they seeked out permission and got it, and then the the manager at the time, like, screwed him over on it so they didn't they didn't get any royalties for the song for like years and years and years so kind of sucks um sucks yeah so it was the music industry destroying itself and then bitching about how it's been destroyed well here's the funny thing about it you know what needs to be this song was huge right huge critically it was a massive success like huge like people raved about this song it's been played in all kinds of shit and for a long time they got no money for this but the Stones did. Jagger and Richards, you know, they got money for it. I think it's cool. Yeah, like the they needed, needed the money. <laughs> well, you know what? They probably didn't even know. That's what's weird. Like, they probably, yeah. at that point, didn't even have a clue. It was just money coming into them. Like, they probably weren't even thinking about it. So, yeah, it took them a long time. It was 19, or 2019. They waited till Klein died. And then his son was actually one of the people that was like, yeah, we're giving this back. So, I, thought, I think that's at least kind of cool. That was pretty classy. Um, yeah. It was named Rolling Stone. Go <laughs> figure. And enemy single of the year, uh, the single of the year of the year, it was released in the U.S. as uh, it was March 1998 by Virgin Records, reaching number 12 on the Billboard Hot 100. And the music video was nominated for Video of the Year, Best Group Video, Best Alternative Video, all at the 1998 MTV Music Video Awards. Uh, in 1999, the song was nominated for the Grammy Award for Best Rock Song. All of this shit, and they weren't getting any credit for it. So I think that kind of sucks. That that does blow, Kevin. What do you, how do you feel about Bittersweet Symphony? I freaking love this song. Do I you? just wish you know they actually got credit. You know, well, they did get credit, but they didn't get paid for a long time. So yeah, that does make me feel sad. And I wonder sometimes if this isn't doesn't make you feel bittersweet that now they're getting paid. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> almost like a symphony. Yeah. Uh, that's life. Well, that's life. Try to make ends meet, try to, you're a slave to money, and then Klein dies and you get your money. Yeah, I don't know what I was going to say. I had an actual thought there, Kevin, and you destroyed the fuck right out of it, so I don't know what it is. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure they're making money off it now. The song still gets played. It's still, you know, you oh, yeah. still hear it and all kinds of stuff. Matt, what are you? Yeah, it, it's another everyday on the radio, still to this day played song. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's it's great. Like if I hear the song, I will stop. Like right in the middle of like scanning through the stations or whatever. Uh, Matt, what are your thoughts on Bittersweet Symphony? I think it's another one that you know I it wasn't my thing when it came out, and it's kind of grown on me over time. You know, I'm not to keep repeating. Oh my god, Matt! What I've said we did multiple a, times. If we did but, an episode of the stuff that was your thing. Everybody would leave depressed. And nobody would want to I talk. Was, the 90s were a rough time for a sad, lonely Matt Brown. He's a lonely man. 
Yes, I was. Such a lonely yes, man. Well, no, I was, I was really honestly like there was, it was a weird mix of like super depressing music and then ska bands. So it was just, <laughs> we like, had to balance it somehow. <laughs> yeah. There's nothing yeah. depressing about ska music. You're not, a, you're not over there going, that's the impression that I can. <laughs> no, it just doesn't, it doesn't happen, man. <laughs> actually there's there's a song on that album that's pretty goddamn depressing you're not kicking up (laughs) real rascal king picking up pick yeah you're not pushing out real big fish and getting real depressed about it i don't think but yeah you didn't get into like the swing pick it up pick it up pick it up (laughs) 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 just crying in the scob Kind of hard to skank and cry at the same time. Brushing back your pompadour, <laughs> trying to brush the tears out of your eyes. Uh, oh, my fedora! I gotta go cry. <laughs> Screw you guys! I'm, I'm taking these suspenders off right now. <laughs> can Can you hand me my checkered bands real quick? <laughs> we have to do a Sky episode. Oh, I'd be totally down yeah. with that. I'd also be down yes. for a um, uh, swing music episode. I think that'd be oh yeah, people, dude. Um, yeah. So the next song I know Just Matt likes. I know great. Matt likes the next song. And I didn't want to be cliche. So we're not ending the episode with this song. We've got a couple more after this. or at least Is one. it Lisa Loeb? It's, I told Matt <laughs> that Lisa Loeb was not going to be on this list. I lied. Here it is. No, no it's not Lisa oh, Loeb. <laughs> surprise. We have two more songs. I could have been cliche and ended the list with this song, but I chose to do it second to the last. Here you go. Closing time Every new beginning Comes from some other Beginnings end Yeah I know who I want to take me home I know who I want To take me Yeah <laughs> I know you like this song because we've talked yeah, about it Yeah I have a very I think I might have told you this the the very specific connection to this song. Well, we'll let you tell so. that story in a second, but this is Semisonic, yeah. Closing Time. Most people these days know it because of The Office, which is a really funny-ass scene of The Office, by the way, speaking of Kevin. Actually, it's not Kevin. It's, uh, no. Stanley. Stanley, thank you. Oh, my God. I was okay. like, there was there was the helper dude, and there was, <laughs> like, I literally was like, <laughs> I remembered Kevin and forgot everyone else's name. Guys, this is what happens when you get to your mid-40s. You just, you know what you want to say, you just can't say it. There's an yeah. episode of The Office where it's like the beginning of the episode, and uh, Michael comes out and starts playing Closing Time, and uh, Stanley starts singing it, and he talks about, Michael's like, how much Stanley likes it, and he's like, then they cut to Stanley, he's like, I never heard that song before in my life. All I know is... <laughs> Michael started playing it every day when it was time to leave, and now I love that song. <laughs> it's just, I don't know. It's pretty famous for that. Uh, this song came out in March of 1998. It's lead single from uh, Semisonic's second studio album, Feeling Strangely Fine. Single reached number one on the U.S. Billboard Modern Rock Tracks chart. While the song is about people leaving a bar at closing time, uh, which we all know is Last Call, which, God, I can't tell you how many times I heard the song play in a damn bar. The song was actually so they wrote the song. The uh, drummer Jacob uh, Slitcher, Slitcher, he they wrote the song, but he he re- later realized he wrote it while his um, wife was pregnant, and he realized he was also writing a song about his anticipa- anticipation of fatherhood, and that the song is about being sent forth from the womb as if by a bouncer clearing out a bar, which is a weird way 
to look at having a baby, but hey, whatever works. Um, yeah. This this song was placed at number 19 on Rolling Stone's 2007 list of 20 most annoying songs, which I can see that too. Um, this is one of the songs that gets played so much at certain times, uh, ends of sporting events, uh, last call at bars. It gets played all the time. So, Matt, why don't you share your – I know you love the song, so let, why don't yeah, you share your yeah. story? So back in the day, uh, I, I used to be in you know various bands, and uh, one of the bands that I played in got you know fairly popular in the area. And you know one night we decided to play that because we had been just playing it during like band practice. So we decided we're gonna we're gonna actually play closing time on stage in front of an audience. We were playing at this old church, and you know they've got like you know all the all the crap up on the stage that you have at churches and everything like, you know, organs and pianos and stuff like that. Statues of Jesus. Statues of Jesus. You know, so, um, we were performing in front of all that crap and, uh, (laughs) it's blasphemous as hell. (laughs) (laughs) Well, somebody's going to hell. Well, I mean, we, we were the ones playing in the church and, you know, but, uh, no, we, we just start playing the song and this guy in the, in the audience just like perks up like, and he just like kind of like gets our attention. He's like, "Can I can I come up?" And we're like, "Okay, sure." So he jumps up on stage, runs over to the piano, and just starts playing the piano part. Like just joined in, and just like it added so much more to it because none of us played piano. Hell yeah, jump up here! It was it was super fun. The crowd just seemed to really enjoy it. It was pretty fun, but uh, the that was the only time it actually sounded right was when it had. That's really the cool. full instrumentation to it. But that's guys like pretty, the look on this guy's face was just like, <gasps> just super excited and like that is a pretty good it. story Come actually. Because so, when you consider it yeah. like you know, well, especially for people like, so for me, I grew up. I've talked about it many times. Uh, a very musical family. Uh, my my mom and stepdad had a classic rock band. They had a Christian rock band at one time. My stepdad ran a recording studio, and you know they would get up and they were a pretty well-oiled band actually pretty popular for what they did all covers and stuff but um there were instances where they would bring people up on the stage and let them sing and stuff so to have a moment where this guy comes you guys are just sort of like yeah i guess you know and and like he gets up and just amps the song that's pretty cool oh yeah it was great uh we had another guy jump up one time and um he shit on the stage. It was weird. No, <laughs> no it turns he, out he was the minister. <laughs> he grabbed his, he grabbed a spare guitar that wasn't being played at the time and just starts and ran off with going it, going nuts. <laughs> no, he starts totally. going nuts on a Nirvana song that none of us knew how to play. So I was just like, okay, and I played bass at the time. I just like sat it down. I'm like, I don't know what no, this dude's doing. No, but, no. And we all just kind of like swapped instruments. I just got off the stage because I'm like, I don't. At the time, I didn't like Nirvana, so I just didn't know the song. But fair enough. Um, yeah, Kev, but, uh, yeah. It, what are your thoughts on Semi-Sonic's yeah. "Closing Time"? I freaking love this song. Do you? I mean, it's it always reminds me of college for some reason. It's fair, and you know, it reminds me of a, the ending of a good time in my life, <laughs> and on moving on to another chapter of a much shittier moment. <laughs> Do you think people at home find it nearly as humorous as we do? (laughs) Do you think they're like, probably not. Fucker, stop playing the slide whistle. (laughs) I 
I remember I remember what it was. He he played Breed by Nirvana, but he was wearing a shirt from a band called Pissing Razors. Okay. Well, that makes that's what it was. Weird yeah. sense in a church. All right. Yeah. So we're gonna what a, end, what a shirt to we're wear. We're gonna though. we're gonna close out this list with what might be one of the best fucking songs on the list. And I dare there's I don't care if you tell me any anybody not you guys listeners anybody you tell me you don't like this song you're lying. I don't okay. believe you. You're fucking lying because everybody loves this song. I'm too sexy for my shirt. Too sexy for my shirt. So sexy it hurts. And I'm too sexy for my land. Kevin makes sexy for my land. New York and Japan. Kevin's version is weird. <laughs> it's like Japan. <laughs> oh my god. So <laughs> this is I'm too sexy by right said Fred and Kevin number two. Um most people red eyes and blind. I think a lot of people <laughs> think this is a ninety or an eighties song, but it's not. This is nineteen ninety one by the British rock group or pop group. We'll say we'll we'll just go British group. Yeah. Right, said Fred. This was released as their debut single from their studio album Up in 1992. Uh, it peaked at number two in the UK singles chart. Uh, outside of the United Kingdom, I'm Too Sexy topped the charts in seven countries, including Australia, Canada, Ireland, and, of course, the United States. Uh, one of the things about this song is that, or this band, is they were a one-hit wonder here, but they weren't a one-hit wonder in the UK. They actually went on to do have quite a few hits in the UK. So that's kind of why we know them as a one hit wonder, but there they weren't. Uh, the idea for the song came about when the fair Fairbrace Fairbrace brothers were running a gym in London, where according to Richard, there was a lot of narcissism and posing. One day he took his shirt off and started singing. I'm too sexy for my shirt in front of a mirror. And he was doing it as sort of a joke. Um, the song was rejected by multiple record companies before they played it to radio plugger Guy Holmes. I don't know who that is, but that's okay. Uh, at first, they was like completely unimpressed with the song, um, but his passengers started. They kind of started getting into the song, and you know the whole "I'm a model," you know what I mean. Hook and Holmes asked the band. He kind of got with the band because I guess originally the song was done a little different. And he said, we need to rework this song. We need to make it more of a dance track, add some, you know, dance music, some kind of, whoop, you know, that's part. Whoop, that's part <clears> of the song. You know? <laughs> it was going to be an acapella version, too. I'm sure. yeah. Turns out it worked. It worked. It worked great as a dance. <laughs> College song. campuses will never be the same when that comes out. <laughs> a barbershop quartet was going to do this song as well. Ba, 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 ba. Too sexy. Too sexy. Too sexy. For my shirt. We're stupid. So sexy it hurts. So sexy it hurts. It hurts. This is like eight part harmony with three people. Only none of our parts lined up. We were all over the No, they didn't. Yep. <laughs> oh. We're the worst barbershop quartet ever. <laughs> Maybe because there's only three of us. We're like wrong side, Fred. Damn. So you know, there's right. a uh, you know there's a guitar riff borrowed from Jimi Hendrix in the song. 
No. No. This is borrowed from Third Stone from the Sun by Jimi Hendrix. Yep. Just letting you know. Ah. In case you wanted to know. It's buried way down in the mix somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you guys love the song, right? Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Fuck yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 it was the shit. <laughs> the best fucking song. Kevin and I have karaoke this song before together. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. Shirtless. No, we well, wore shirts, I, but I just, Kevin rubbed some nipples. Well, Kevin for, was. Well, yeah. I sing it like every time I get out of the shower and I want to kind of boost myself up. I he sing just smears song. cocoa butter on himself and sings oh, yeah. I'm too sexy into the mirror. Yeah, and if I'm out of cocoa butter, I'm using like vegetable oil, you know, just kind of <laughs> get all lubed up, just get all glistening. I, I like to sing this song I as like creepy to, as possible. I like to randomly walk through the house, uh, <laughs> lean down in front of Binks, my cat, and go, oh, I'm too sexy for my cat. Oh, I pussy. Oh, pussy cat. <laughs> I'm sure the cat just looks up at you with appreciation. Uh, he swats me in, in the face, yeah. That's what, that's yeah, like, I mean, that's kind of the reaction you should get. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the best part about this song, seriously, is the ending. Like, and I mean that. Like, I'm being legit, not in a sarcastic Too way. Too sexy for the song, and it just And it ends. just fucking <laughs> ends. It is a, just a great way to end this song. No the, fade out whatsoever. Yeah. I, like, how do we end this? Just say we're sexy. For Another song. thing I love about this fucking song is it has been used, you know, in in dance clubs, strip clubs, all this with people dancing to the song, totally missing the irony of it. And I fucking love when that happens. I love <laughs> when people miss the irony of something, especially a song, and they're like, "Yeah, this song's all about me." And it's like it is, but not in the way you were wanting it to be. <laughs> like, like when politicians use "Born in the USA" for their campaign trail, <laughs> and they're like, "Um, do." You, you know the song is never mind. <laughs> but, uh, Have we, fun getting sued by Bruce Springsteen. Last That's year, okay. it's funny that you say that. Last year we were at uh, a Reds game uh, on the yeah. the third of July, and so they did a whole uh, Cincinnati Reds game, and then they did this huge firework thing at the end. And uh, they're playing all these songs, you know. And I was so happy they didn't play, you know, "Proud to Be an American" because I would fucking God, laugh. I hate that song. God, it's so I fucking hate that song with a passion. You know, but they were playing great songs. Like they were playing like "Living in America" and like the great songs to go with it. <laughs> and I get a kick out of it. Now, I thought their choices were great, but I looked over at Kevin at one point. And I'm like, you know, they just played "Little Pink Houses," and <laughs> I'm oh, like, no. like again, I'm like, do. They had to know, right? I think they're doing it very tongue-in-cheek. They had to know, because their song selection was so good. Actually, I think they ended with Living in America, which I thought was brilliant. There was no, there was no, you know... The, and and they played um, they played America, but they did... Uh, Ray, Ray Charles? Case? Thank you. They, yeah. they played the good version of America, you know? They didn't play... <laughs> but they ended... I think they ended with Living in America, which I thought was great. And they played Little Pink Houses. And I'm like, like you were just saying with Springsteen it's like do they do they know that this is not <laughs> this song is yeah. is not like glorifying I, I think that's great so yes I love it when the irony especially of a song is lost on the people that are like singing it uh, Meredith Brooks bitch and you know you get all these like these oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm a bitch I'm a lover I'm like oh my god so that might be a, one of those annoying songs of the 90s just because girls made it annoying they were the woo girls right Oh yeah! Whoa, this is my song. This is my song. I'm a bitch. I'm a never, never Let's kick our never. shoes off, put our purses in a circle, and dance. Woo! Yeah. 
And they're the same girls that use the word bitch. You're my best friend till we get to the bathroom and I talk shit about you. No. Yeah. See, that's where Most you're mistaken. <laughs> you, you're you way off track there. They, these are the same girls that use the word bitch to talk to every girl. Hey, bitch. What's up, bitch? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Ah, shut up, bitch. <laughs> that's our list. That is our first list of one hit wonders of the 90s songs. What do you guys think? It was a pretty good list. Was it a bad it's list? A I feel like a wild I'm... ride. That's our first <laughs> list. Cut some stuff from time and figure it Because I've already got a few things for part two. Cool. And I'll, oh, yeah. we'll, maybe we'll let you put together a part two then. How about that? How about that? I'll start Fucking working on it. Put Hanson on it. Mm, bap, 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 mm. That's our list for this one. Uh, I hope you guys liked it. You guys can send over your thoughts, uh, all your thoughts and prayers. You can send them all over to your mixtape podcast at gmail.com. You are always welcome to speak to us on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. We uh, welcome any and all. Uh, if you can name any of the fucking songs Kevin attempted to play on Slide Whistle tonight, we'll give you respect at least. Because yeah. we're still. What was that one? <laughs> It was just a notification song. Yeah, just a notification. <laughs> Nokia. Oh, my yeah. God. You should. Matt's going to change his notification on his phone to Kevin playing the slide just whistle. Just slide whistle? <laughs> I, might, I might have a slide whistle notification now. I'm going to send it for Kevin number two on my phone. Oh, God. <laughs> Is that his name in your phone? <laughs> Kevin number two. Yeah. Hey, uh, you guys can go follow us on all those social media sites. And we ask, please, that you do. And we ask that you also maybe uh, share the show and rate the show if you get uh, an opportunity. Yes, spread the word. Spread the word like herpes, please. Um, <laughs> actually, spreading herpes is probably a lot more fun than spreading the word on this show. But you know what? If you, you don't have to take, hell yeah, it is. No, you kidding. don't have to take a moxicillin <laughs> if you spread the show. God so. damn it. <laughs> hell yeah, it is. <laughs> herpes is the best. Um. <laughs> Yeah, you don't have to take penicillin. How come I can't stop scratching? <laughs> God. Wait, is that what herpes does? No, no, I think it's... I just... I was like... <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I have no idea. I guess what we're trying to say is get tested. So. <laughs> I, I guess... I guess, yeah. Yes, please that's, do. That's what we're going for. Yeah. <laughs> that, was, that, was, that was the, the whole thing. We're trying to educate the kids, man. Yeah. Know your status. Yeah. Show. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Guys, we appreciate everyone. We appreciate you guys listening. We appreciate all the love we've been getting. Um, thank you guys for the feedback that I have been getting on Twitter. Uh, I get a lot of – I didn't really put anything out for this show because we weren't creating a mixtape. We were just creating a list. But I do ask a lot of questions on Twitter. And if you are following us on Twitter, pay attention to those questions because they might become important to the show. I, I put questions out to get your feedback without – I'm tricking you. See, I'm not telling you it's an upcoming episode. But sometimes it is. Sometimes it's not, though. Sometimes I really just want to know. So, um, yeah. yeah. So go over there and check that stuff out. Uh, I don't really have anything else that I can think of. Guys, is there anything I'm missing, anything upcoming that I need to mention on this show before I forget? Horror Hound's coming up uh, first weekend of September. Uh, if you're in the Cincinnati area, you should check that out. I will not be able to attend that. But I will say that Aaron from Horror Hound is going to be doing a Twisted Kid with us. I want to yeah. I want to tell you guys that I asked him to to do a Twisted Kid. We have a couple of people lined up to do Twisted Kids. Horror Hound is a magazine, a uh, Horror Hound magazine, and then they do a convention a couple times a year. It's a great convention. There's some awesome people going to be at this one. Honestly, 
check them out. That's what brought all of us together. It is. That's true. And you guys should check it out. There's some great people that are going to be on this one. If you're a Mayans fan, if you're a Killer Clowns from Outer Space fan, (laughs) if you're a a Bruce Campbell fan, they're all going to be there. So you should. Yeah, a lot of great celebrities will be there. You know, check them out. Yeah. So I asked Aaron if he wanted to do a show with us because I think he'd be a hell of a lot of fun to have on the show. And he's like, oh, yeah, that sounds fun. And he said, "What? Okay, so what do we do?" I said, "Well, you're you're gonna pick a weird movie, anything you want from your childhood, from your youth that made you the twisted kid that you are today." And uh, I mean, he he he's part of a horror magazine, so I imagine you know he's and he said he's like, "Can it can it be any weird movie?" And I'm like, "Oh shit!" He's <laughs> like, "Oh no!" So uh, how dark are we going? So I told movie? him, I told him yes, like literally yes, anything yeah. you anything you want. What well, he said, so how does this work? I said, well, we watch the movie and then we'll talk about it on the show. But if it's uh, Cannibal Holocaust, I'm out. <laughs> yeah. And if it's Fuzz Bucket 2, I'm out. You know, oh, God. Fuzz Bucket oh. 2, Electric Boogaloo. I, he <laughs> sent me what movie he wants to watch. I'll tell you guys off air because we don't want to announce it okay. yet. But he said to me, he said, uh, how weird are we talking? And I said, Ooh. well, we'll watch. We'll, <laughs> I said, we'll watch whatever, but let me give you some. Re- no. Come on. I said, let me give you some <laughs> reference points. I said, here's some stuff we've watched, like Peanut Butter Solution, Looker, Spookies, Fuzz Bucket, The Dirt Bike Kid, The Gate, Monster Squad, Garbage Pail Kids, True Stories. <clears throat> I said, so you can see we jump around as far as genres go. Some of the things we have slated are movies like The Stuff, Troll, From Beyond, Motorama, Space Hunter, Howard the Duck, Tourist Trap, Forbidden Zone, Naked Lunch. I said, so pretty much anything. And he recently sent me the name of the movie. And I'm going to, we'll share it at some point, but we're not going to share it yet. So, okay. Uh, so we're looking forward to that. Go over and show them some love. Hey, there are a lot of podcasts. You guys know we talk about them here on the show. Um, we're going to be trying to do some crossovers with some of them behind yeah. the funny. Um, we're probably going to be doing a crossover with the guys from behind the funny. You should check them out, especially if you're into like um, comedy and stand up comedy acts. There are a couple of great dudes to so check them out over there. Uh, we're talking about trying to get on with the guys from Hey You Guys. Again, there's an 80s podcast. We recommend them, friends of the show. Not a bomb. I think Matt is uh, scheduled to be on there. Working on, yeah. Sometimes. Don't have soon. a date set yet. But, You're going to be uh, talking about Congo. Be talking about Congo. Congo, one of your yeah. favorites. Uh, with the guys over Hell at Not yeah. a Bomb. Um, God, I'm, I'm, I always, 80s and 90s now, go check them out. Uh, God, I always forget people because there's so many, but they're, they're people we love. Scream Queens with a Z. With a Z. Uh, I think temporary hiatus, uh, he broke yeah. his, broke his, his cat his, tried to yeah, kill him. Tried to kill him, tried to murder him. He broke his, uh, he broke a couple ribs, I think, and his, and his, his, yeah. foot's in a cast <laughs> like his and foot's all fucked up. All because yeah. of his crazy ass cat, so. Uh, he's taking a temporary hiatus, but you should be over following Patrick on, on social media as well and give him some love and support and tell him, you know, he he can still type things and he will, and he does. And they're funny. So it's Patrick, man. He's, he's wonderful. So, uh, so yeah. And to any show we've missed, I apologize. Um, I, I, you heard this episode. I couldn't remember names I was trying to come up with. So, you know, there you go. Uh, but that's all we got. Please continue to listen. We've got more interviews coming down the road. In fact, like I said, we just landed somebody uh, pretty wonderful. I'm pretty, I'm yeah. pretty excited. Looking forward to that. It's going to be a really good one. I'm excited. Yeah. And uh, we got more. I don't want to announce it ahead of time and jinx it. So let's just. Yep. All right. I know we've exactly te- we've teased now. enough. Matt, thank you for my awesome gift. Um, it You're is very welcome. Fantastic. There will be photos of this up on our social media. So go check that out. Yeah. Um, I think that's all we got. So I'm going to end this show, 
And I'm going to do it like this. Guys, until next we speak, remember to always stay. Oh, fuck you guys. I, I, (laughs) okay, right? You're doing it. Okay. Remember. Can we try to do it again? Pause. Take it again. Are you doing this by yourself and we just shut the hell up? I wanted you guys to do it with me. Why do you think I I was with you. You you made it sound like we were changing it up for some reason. No, we were. We were going to do it like this this time. We were going to change it up. We were going to change it up and actually do it together for once. (laughs) Okay. Hey, everyone out there, we love you. Remember to always stay Stay awesome. Hello? I wish I was a little bit taller. I wish I was a baller. I wish I had a girl who looked good. I would call her. I wish I had a rabbit and a hat with a bat. Six-four and baller. I wish I was like six foot nine so I could get with Leo. She could she don't know me, but yo, she's really fine. You know, I see her all the time. Everywhere I go, and even in my dreams, I can scheme a way to make her mine. Because I know she's living fat. Her boyfriend's tall, and he plays ball. So how am I going to compete with that? Because when it comes to playing basketball, I'm always last to be picked, and in some cases, never put it off. So I just lean up on the wall Or sit up in the bleachers With the rest of the girls Who came to watch They man ball Dad y'all I never understood Black brother jocks Get the fly girls And me I get the hood rats I tell them scat Skittles the Bible Got hit with a bottle And in a hospital For dark and that mess I confess it's a shame When you living in a city That's the size of a box And nobody knows your name Glad I came to my senses Like quick quick Got sick sick to my stomach Overcoming my thoughts Of me and her together Right So when I asked her She said I wasn't a type I wish I was a little bit taller. I wish I was a baller. I wish I had a girl who looked good. I would call her. I wish I had a rabbit in a hat with a bat and a six-four baller. I wish I was a little bit taller. I wish I was a baller. I wish I had a girl who looked good. I would call her. I wish I had a rabbit in a hat with a bat and a six-four baller. I wish I had a brand new car. So far, I got this hatchback. And everywhere I go, your wife gets laughed at. And when I'm in my car, I'm laid back. I got an A-track and a spare tire in the back seat, but that's flat. And you want to know what's really whack? See, I can't even get a date, so what you think of that? I heard that prom night is a bomb night with a hood rat, you know, type of Rico. When in my car, I can't even get a hello. Well, so many people want to cruise cringe on Sunday. One day, I'm going to have to get in my car and go. You know, I take the ones here and the 105. Get off on cringe on, tell my homies to the lie. Because it's hard to survive when you're living in a concrete jungle. And these girls keep passing me by. She looks fly. She looks fly. Let me say, my, my, my. I wish I was a little I wish I was a baller. I wish I had a girl with a gun. I would call her. I wish I had a rabbit in a hat with a bat. Six more baller. I wish I was a little bit taller. I wish I was a baller. I wish I had a girl with a gun. I would call her. I wish I had a rabbit in a hat with a bat. Six more baller. I wish I was a little bit taller. A little bit taller. I wish I was a baller. I wish I was a little bit taller. A little bit taller. I wish I was a baller. Hey, I wish I had my way, cause every day would be a Friday. You can even speed on the highway. I would play ghetto games, name my kids ghetto names. Little Mookie, the Owl, Rain. Yo, you know that's on the real. So if you down on your luck, then you should know just how I feel. Cause if you don't want me around, see I go slow like a easy, I go greyhound. Hey, you, what's that sound? Everybody look what's going down. Ah, yes, ain't that fresh? Everybody wants to get down like that. 
wish I was a little bit taller. I wish I was a baller. I wish I had a girl with a gun. I would call her. Wish I had a rabbit in a hat with a bat and a six-four baller. I wish I was a little bit taller. I wish I was a baller. I wish I had a girl with a gun. I would call her. Wish I had a rabbit in a hat with a bat and a six-four baller. Your face is real strange. <laughs> and there's a Kit Kat. Mm-hmm.